There are three end time types of one of the most evil men in history. A leader who was motivated only by destruction. Two are clearly laid out in your Bible. The other is hidden. Learn about this hidden evil leader next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. The Bible teaches us that there are three Antiochuses. Two of them are very easy to see in the Bible, but then there's one that is actually hidden, and I'd like to talk to you about that today. That hidden one has caused a lot of damage in this country where the superpower of Israel is, which happens to be the United States of America, and uh, Israel is a lot more than that little nation in the Middle East called Israel, which is actually Biblical Judah, one of the twelve tribes of Israel. But uh, we have proven for years that the prophetic Israel in this end time is America and Britain, and uh, that has been proven in our book on the United States and Britain in prophecy. And when I talk about Britain, it includes Australia, Canada, and New Zealand. So we need to be concerned about the British peoples as well. But I first like to take a look at those two Antiochuses that we can see in the Bible and, and not have very much difficulty in uh, understanding it. We have a booklet on America Under Attack, which really spells out who this Antiochus is and, and uh, proves it to you. And I think it's a, a little booklet that everybody ought to read. That hidden Antiochus has caused enormous problems in this country of America, the superpower of Israel, a lot of problems, and it has affected your life in ways that you don't even understand, perhaps, and I mean in enormous ways, and it, even after this political Antiochus is out of office. If you look at Daniel 12, verses 4 and 9, it says that that book is for this end time, and it's only for this end time. And we do understand that book today, and everybody needs to because there is prophecy aimed directly at our countries. So if you will uh, just read uh, the booklets we offer you today and study them carefully, I mean it will, it will speak about personalities that God uh, helps us to understand who they are and what they're doing today. And I think if you study that really well, it will bring your Bible alive perhaps more than anything ever has. So I hope you will do that, because in this end time, God names personalities. Time after time after time, and we prove that to you all the time. Notice Daniel 8 and verse 9. Verse 9, And out of one of them came forth a little horn, which waxed exceeding great, toward the south, and toward the east, and toward the pleasant land." Now, any of your commentaries will tell you that that's Antiochus, anciently, but it's only, it's only a type of what's happening today. In three different men it is happening. Now, I'll take you on down to the first and the second here in this chapter, and there is a duality here. Verse 10 says, And it waxed great even to the host of heaven, 
and it cast down some of the host and the stars to the ground and stamped upon them. So it's talking about the host of the stars, which includes angels that look over God's people if they're obedient. It's about angelic guardians watching over us if we're obedient. And it's stamped upon them. So Strong's Concordance, I'll just read this to you out of our Daniel booklet. All of our literature is free, of course, and you need this booklet as well to understand all this. But Strong's Concordance defines host this way a mass of persons especially organized for war, and soldiers' army. The expression also means to muster soldiers for warfare. Host can refer to an army of demons, angels, or men. God has an army of angels and saints. Satan has an army of demons and men, in this case, sinning saints. Now, that's something that we need to think about. People Today, more and more people, even on television, are beginning to see that UFOs are unidentified flying objects are real, but they don't know what in the world they could be. But if they understood their Bible, well, you have armies of demons, millions of them, and they're obviously behind this if, it's, if it is real, and I suspect it is. I have not personally studied into that. These demons are just infesting uh, this country of America and, and Britain and Judah because Satan has been cast down in this end time, Revelation 12 and verse 12 tells us. In verse 11 it says, Yea, he magnified himself even to the prince of the host, and by him the daily sacrifice, or the daily, just that's the work of God in this end time, was taken away, and the place of his sanctuary was cast down. So there was a building actually cast down on this earth, and the work was stopped for 1150 days, and all this is explained in our booklet on Daniel. The word, too, should be against. This Antiochus is inside God's own church. That's, that's what it's telling us here, an Antiochus. And uh, if you know about the history of Antiochus, nobody ever hated the Jews like he did. And today, of course, God's people are called spiritual Jews, and uh, there are Antiochuses very full of hate and uh, persecution toward those people of God, those, that very elect. So for 1150 days, though, the work stopped, and this is all explained in the Daniel booklet. And then verse 12, And an host was given him against the daily by reason of transgression. The, the people were transgressing, violating God's law. And it cast down the truth to the ground, and practiced, and prospered." So here's an, the first evil Antiochus inside God's own church, and it cast the truth to the ground. Well, now we need to go ahead and uh, look into this more closely. If you have God's truth, you, of course, then you can cast it down, but you can't cast it down if you don't have it. Now, the church is called spiritual Israel, and if you want to look at this spiritually, you could say, well, well this, this means that they're trying to blot out the name of Israel. Spiritual Israel. 
That's what they're trying to do, just blot it out, cast the truth to the ground. And if you look uh, at God's plan, it's all about what He's doing through Israel, and He's actually going to make everybody that's ever lived as a part of Israel if they obey God, if they will be obedient. That, that's discussed in Romans 11. But remember, this is dual. It's dual. So let's go on down and see the second Antiochus. It talks about verse 17, at the time of the end, and then verse 18 and 19, it talks about the last end, right here at the end of the end time. That's what it's talking about. This is all happening then. And then verse 23 talks about this king, a fierce countenance is going to come on the scene in what is called the Holy Roman Empire. Verse 23, And in the latter time of their kingdom, when the transgressors are come to the full, a king of fierce countenance and understanding dark sentences shall stand up. That's to be feared. That is the second Antiochus. And as I said, it's dual. Really refers to both of them, but now it's getting specifically into the one that heads the Holy Roman Empire which is led by Germany. Verse 24, And his power shall be mighty, but not by his own power, and he shall destroy, mightily it should read, and shall prosper and practice, and shall destroy the mighty and the holy people. Well, what do you know? This uh, end-time type, like, like Adolf Hitler, who was over that uh, sixth head, now we're entering into the seventh head, led by Germany again, and he destroys mightily. This military Antiochus is, is destroying mightily, and he shall destroy the mighty and the, very, and the holy people. He's trying to blot out, in this case, spiritual and the nations of Israel, spiritual Israel and the nations of Israel, trying to just blot them out like the first one. So uh, this is uh, all going to happen. Uh, God is going to actually stop it Himself, uh, but only after a lot of destruction. But notice verse 25, here's the good news, And through his policy also he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall manifest himself in his heart and by peace shall destroy many." In other words, He deceives people into saying, well, hey, I'm coming with peace, don't worry about us, uh, everything's okay, and then He destroys them. He's like Satan, and He comes as an angel of light. But He's not an angel of light. And, uh, but it says here, He's going to stand up against the Prince of Princes, that's Christ Himself, and, and going to be broken without hand or without physical human beings. Christ Himself is going to destroy this evil Antiochus, and this evil Holy Roman Empire is called, that is rising now in Europe. So He has a policy of craft, and, that's, and Satan is the father of liars. He lies about all everything, and he also was a a murderer from the beginning, so he, this all leads to a lot of murder if we don't wake up and understand what's happening in this world. Now here's the second, that's the second 
Antiochus, and he's going to be destroyed by Christ Himself. So that's the best news we could possibly hear. Then, well, let me just explain a little bit to you about the Old Testament. It's in actually in three main sections called the, uh, the Law, the Prophets, and the Psalms, or the Writings. So you have like a third of the Bible here about these prophets. That would be the major prophets and the minor prophets, the ones that are called minor because they are shorter. But then, then there also are the former prophets. And these books were all written by prophets. And so this is about the former prophets, though, because I'm going to go to 2 Kings. And the former prophets are comprised of the biblical books of Joshua, Judges, and Samuel, and Kings. They just mean the earlier prophets, that's all, all it means. But uh, if you ask people about uh, these prophets today in the Old Testament, um, uh, uh, they will say, uh, well, that's really like history. But that's not true at all. all. Every one of them has history for this end time. And most of the prophecy, 90% of it is in the Bible, is for this end time. So let's understand this and let's understand about this hidden Antiochus because he is affecting your life and he will, uh, is continuing to do so even though he's not in office today. But in the Old Testament, God revealed truth only to the prophets, and so they, they wrote the uh, the books of the Bible, and, uh, and it, it's, but as I said, 90% of it is for this end time. All, all those uh, books were written by prophets. I might just mention what Christ said. He said, O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Luke 24 and verse 25, this is what Christ said about the Old Testament. O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. They have spoken. And he said, You'd better believe what they said. It was all inspired by God. Now that is important. The Israelites were the only people who ever had a history with God, and they, they were actually to be an example to the rest of the world and show them how wonderful it was to obey God and how He would bless you, but they have failed utterly in that responsibility. But they still had that history with God, and Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10 and verse 11 that all those examples were written for our admonition, for, to teach us. Do we believe what our own Bible says? Now let's take a look at 2 Kings 14, verses 26 and 27. It reads this way, For the Eternal saw the affliction of Israel. Now remind you, this is prophecy for the end time. Israel is in affliction. Two nations, primarily America and Britain. And notice what God says, that it was very bitter, for there was not any shut up, nor any left, nor any helper for Israel. And the Eternal said not, this is God said not, that He would blot out the name of Israel from under heaven, but He saved them by the hand of Jeroboam the son of Joash. Well, how do you know about that now? Here again, the context 
is an Antiochus trying to blot out. Only an Antiochus would do that, be able to blot out the name of Israel. In other words, a man used by a very evil spirit that is discussed throughout the Bible. And this superpower was almost destroyed by this power. And you've experienced that in, in many ways. And you need to see what God has to say about it. But here he's talking about the a hidden Antiochus that we don't really understand unless God can reveal that to us more deeply. But it is prophecy for this end time, and it's also tied in with a Jeroboam. Well, what do you know? He says there's going to be a, that he's going to send a Jeroboam in this end time to save Israel temporarily. That's what he says he's going to do. And that's discussed in Amos 7. I'll turn there in a moment and show you who is that Jeroboam and that Amaziah that helps him. And who is this third Antiochus, the hidden one, really? He comes on the scene second, but he is nevertheless hidden to almost everybody in this world. So this is all about the same time frame as Daniel 8, verses 11 and 12, where God says there was an inside Antiochus, that is, inside God's own church, and he cast the truth to the ground. It was so bad that God's own work was stopped for 1150 days. That's all explained in our booklet on Daniel. So this primarily is talking about the America and the British peoples. That is what it's talking about, and, and our book, books and booklets will explain that to you very clearly. But this, you see, this Antiochus is uh, clashing with Jeroboam, but this is a political Antiochus inside the superpower of Israel. That's exactly what it means, because the superpower sort of dictates what's going to happen in Britain and with the British peoples, and also in Judah in many respects as well, because they are the scepter nation. America and Britain are the birthright nations, and we need to understand what that is all about and why we've had all this wealth. It was given to us by God and promised many, many years ago, thousands of years ago. So this is a political Antiochus that we're concerned about here. This is the hidden one, and it's inside a superpower. Notice what it says over in Amos 7 and verse 8. Here's where it talks about Jeroboam. And he's, he is in the process of saving Israel temporarily, and they could go on and be saved permanently if they would listen to the warning of God. God is, wants all of us to live, but sometimes He has to let us go through horrible punishment to really learn to fear Him. 
Notice verse 8, And the Eternal said unto me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, Well, I see a plumb line. Then said the Eternal, Behold, I will set a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will not again pass by them any more. This is the last time God is going to warn them. He's warned them numerous times, a multitude of times, you could say, but for certainly an ongoing warning for over 75 years in America and Britain and in Judah as well, or the little nation called Israel. But this is all in the context, you see, of the end time. God here has a lesson He wants to teach Jeroboam and all of his followers about their religion. And that's a part of the process here, and why this is temporary, because God wants to make them see what they ought to see. Jeroboam had one great sin, and he rejected the house of David and the throne of David. And the same thing is happening today. Jeroboam is rejecting the house of David and the throne of David, and so are his followers. Notice the context here and what it says in Amos 7. And this is the last time that he's going to, going to warn. Notice what happens. Then Amaziah, this is verse 10, Then Amaziah the priest of Bethel sent to Jeroboam king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is not able to bear all his words. They can't bear the words. Well, what are, the, what are so bad about the words? Well, they know that they either repent or terrible things are going to happen. That's what it's all about. And then you, he has Amaziah, the one mentioned first, is representing Jeroboam, and he's He's, he's the priest of Bethel, which means God's own house, so he came right out of God's own church, and he is that spiritual Antiochus that I talked to you first of all. And he is representing Jeroboam, of all things, who is rejecting the uh, house of David and the throne of David. Then it talks about verses 16 and 17 and makes it very clear. Amos said, Oh, okay, you're talking about Jeroboam and you're talking about what Amaziah is doing. And he says, I'm talking to you about, Thus saith the Lord. I'm telling you, the message I have is from God, and you can prove it. That's what Amos was saying. And there is a type of that Amos in this end time that has to deliver that same message because it is primarily for this end time today. That's what it's for. Amos was just a messenger for God, somebody to deliver his message. The man is nothing, but the message is everything. That's what he's trying to help us to see. And here's what they told Amos. And Amaziah said unto Amos, O you seer, go flee you away into the land of Judah, and there eat bread, or where the little nation called Israel today. And prophesy there, but prophesy not any more at Bethel, for it is the king's chapel and it is the king's court. So you see uh, that uh, Jeroboam and his religion is, is at loggerheads with God and his religion. Amos, and this book of Amos, is bringing a thus saith the Lord. 
It's what God says. It doesn't matter what men say. It's what God says that matters. That's what we have to be concerned about. See, this is a, that spiritual Antiochus that is helping Jeroboam reject the house of David and the throne of David. That was the great sin of Jeroboam anciently, and it's a great sin of Jeroboam today in this end time. But there certainly is good news if you go back to that book of Daniel, where all this truth was cast to the ground at the very end of all that, in this Holy Roman Empire, Jesus Christ is going to return to this earth, and He's going to destroy that Holy Roman Empire forever. The last head, the seventh one, is now ready to burst on the scene, ready to do that any time, and surely could do that even, in, even next year. That's how close it is. But anyhow, you see, there, there is all kinds of great and wonderful news. All of this is leading into the second coming of Jesus Christ. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. America has descended into rank lawlessness. In recent years, one lawless leader led an all-out assault on America's government structure and foundational law documents. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, America Under Attack, to understand the evil spiritual nature of this destructive plot. The effects of one radical leader can still be seen in America today. This nation is more polarized, hate-filled, and divided than ever. There is only one way to restore America to her former glory. To find out how, study America Under Attack. Satan hates the biblical book of Daniel. God commanded an angel to deliver revelation to the prophet Daniel, but the delivery was delayed by three weeks because of Satan's vicious attacks. Satan fought to stop the message of Daniel. Request Gerald Flurry's free booklet, Daniel Unsealed at Last, to understand Daniel's end time warning. Daniel couldn't understand his own message, but you have the opportunity to understand it. Daniel describes in detail two evil end-time leaders, one within God's church, and another that is about to lead the seventh and final resurrection of the Holy Roman Empire. This is earth-shaking revelation. You will also receive a free copy of Gerald Fleury's book, The Former Prophets, How to Become a King. Discover the powerful biblical principle of duality. Events and figures of biblical history often serve as forerunners of end-time counterparts. In other words, history repeats itself. History becomes prophecy. All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request America Under Attack, Daniel Unsealed at Last, and The Former Prophets, How to Become a King. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. If you would prefer to write, send your request to The Key of David, P.O. Box 3700, Edmond, Oklahoma, 73083. The preceding program was a paid presentation of the Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.